1: Our series on subs, not dubs. These are movies that are in another language, and thus uh, we, we rock them with subtitles. Tonight's movie is going to be Burning from 2018, a film that has been on my radar for quite some time, directed uh, by Ling Cheng Dong. Before we get into that film, though, we will real fast just going to catch up with how we've been. So, Corey, how you doing today? Good. Been a good time or a long time?
0: Super busy. Uh, it was snowing on Monday, uh, which
1: is wild for May.
0: Little uh, snowflakes, and then on Sunday, it's supposed to be eighty degrees, so that's cool. But yeah, just super busy over here. How are you? Um, you
1: know, I am uh, getting ready to wind down our school year. Um, we've, we, you know, seniors are done next week, uh, which means Taylor is done with high school next week, and that's pretty wild. Um week after that's graduation. Uh so a lot of like little things happening here and there. Um I feel like there's always so much going on and uh trying to already starting to talk about next year. Um and also like the uh college classes that I teach. Um I, I'm teaching summer classes for the first time. So like those just started. Like my other one finished a week before and now I'm like already in college uh or back into the classes again, so it's kinda jarring a little bit, but um, and then I was looking ahead, and I I'm uh I've actually been with the, the college now for five years, um, which is wild that it's been that long already. But uh in the fall, um they had me scheduled for four classes, uh, which is I, I've done that now once, but this is the first time like it was uh ahead, like last time I took a fourth class. Like I had three classes, and then like somebody left and they're like, we need someone to take this class. I'm like, all right, I'll do it. So now apparently I just get four classes um, without being told or anything. And uh, they had me like three of them were in person and it was like one was on Tuesday night. One was on Wednesday night. One was on Thursday night. And I'm like, uh, that's, that's too much guys. Like, like I already don't want to do in person that this class really doesn't need to be in person. I'm like three nights in a row is, is too much. I don't think I can do four classes. And then um, the guy emailed me back. and was like, what if we give you two of them online and two in person? Like, Okay, I can probably do that. Like, I could honestly, if they were all online, I could probably do like six, and I would be okay. Because like the bulk of what I do is answer emails and then move grades okay. over. But like four and three of them in person was like just way too much. So I'm glad they were willing to uh, to back off of that. Um, and I'll see because they're still like with college classes, you have to have at least ten students for it to be a class. So oh, yeah. I'll wait and see because the in person things it's it's a late class. It starts at like seven. Um, so like. I, I, I we've not had a lot of luck getting ten to sign up for in person, so I'm like, there's a chance I'll end up with just the two online classes, or they'll convert my other two to online because there's not a sign up thing. But, um, so I'm just, I'm already like, yeah, and, and then for the high school next year, I have so many things happening. So it's, I'm already like, the year's over, but I'm already like looking at next year, just like, oh my god, I have so much to do over the summer. So, I'm sorry. So yeah, lot to do. The same as you. <laughs>
0: Gross.
1: Um. So, one thing we we're not doing uh, on the show, if you're if you're just coming back or if you missed the last episode, we've we're mixing up the format a little bit. We're not doing weekly right now, uh, partly because we're both so busy, but also, um, we want to like give time for these movies to breathe a little bit between episodes and things like that, and um, and also it opens up the series to not be limited by month because that's one thing I've always thought with the the way we've done themes over the last couple of years is. You know we're limited to usually four or five weeks, and some there might be a series that we want to do, you know more or less of, and I, I like that this kind of gives us that freedom. But uh, one thing we we're dropping is for time reasons. Uh, we're not going to go over everything we've been watching, especially me because sometimes I have like an insanely long list. Um, however, I thought maybe we could just like if has have you seen anything recently that you want to to mention or. Or, like no, you're just doing your normal rewatches. I see that you've been watching the office, that kind of thing.
0: I don't feel like that's really fair. <laughs> <laughs> I know at least now it doesn't look all gross, like I'm watching twenty seven different episodes at once. um Bill and I did go to the movies recently. um guys, I just my I'm so discombobulated with life at all right now. I don't even know what's happening anymore um. I think the last thing we went to see was the uh, new uh, Fantastic Beasts. Ooh. I don't think they're the greatest movies ever, but I find them entertaining. And my friend and I and Bill all uh, watched the other two to get ready for it. We'd already seen them, but, well, we saw the first one in theaters. I think we missed the second one. And then, so, we just needed to refresh anyway. Mm. And, yeah. That's.
1: Yep, yeah, um I I saw that. I it's it's fine. Um it's mostly I thought it was a little boring, but um I've been uh needing like happy optimistic stuff lately. Um <laughs> just like I haven't felt like anything too strenuous. Uh I say like when I say lately, I do mean like the last couple of days specifically. And um one that I want to throw out there uh this this one won't be for you so much Corey, because you're not a big fan of musicals anyways uh but big tuna had re- uh, recommended that i check out better nate better nate than ever than ever. okay on uh disney plus and um lisa kudrow's in it which he didn't tell me or that would have been an instant sell cuz i am a big lisa kudrow fan Baby, what? and he didn't tell me that like that wasn't one of the things he sold me on um so like but if he had told me lisa kudrow was in it, i would have been right on board right mm-hmm. um but i i went in uh with very little info on what the movie was but it is a disney plus original and it's focused on a 13 year old and his best friend and like uh they they take a uh overnight bus to new york city to audition for uh upcoming musical i won't say what but it's like disney you know they did lion king the musical it's like their next attempt that's like the premise of the the thing as of right now not a real musical although i'm wondering if disney's just like backdoor pitching like how did people respond to this um but it might be cuz it honestly it sounds like a pretty good idea but i don't want to spoil it so i won't say what movie of disney's uh immensely large catalog they they have him auditioning for but um it's very very sweet it's super uh i could see even people complain i'm sure if i actually dug into reviews i'd see people saying it's too sweet or it's too sentimental I needed that, and so I I loved every little bit of it. Um, I thought Lisa Kudrow, who plays his aunt, was uh, excellent in her scenes. Uh, the kids were surprisingly really good, and so I just throwing that out there. If, if you uh, have Disney Plus, you're looking for something happy, something to make you feel good, and you like a musical, um, I say check out Better Nate Than Ever. And let's get into Bernie. So I picked our last movie for the month, uh, for the theme. Excuse me, for the series. Um, I'll get the words right. Uh, and it's been on my radar for a long time. This was nominated for best uh, international film or foreign film back in 2018. In fact, hang on, I could be even underselling it, um, or maybe it was not. It was nominated for a uh, Saturn Award. I thought it was nominated for an Oscar, but apparently I am wrong. Interesting. Then it was just on my radar for some reason. I know. I think Big Tuna liked it. Um, which is, you know, that doesn't always put it on my radar necessarily, but uh, it had, it was the Palm d'Or winner at the Cannes Film Festival in 2018, so that would have got on my radar. Um, and it was probably up for getting a nomination, but there the, the Oscars limit uh, only five nominees for the Best International Film or Foreign Language Film. I don't remember what it was at that time. And also, then, only one movie per country can, can be in it, too. Like, they can only enter one movie. I'm sorry. So, like, the country picks what to submit to the Oscars kind of thing. So it's, it's not easy to get nominated for an Oscar if you're an international film. Um, but this movie uh, has been on my radar. I've actually not seen any of the director's other films, although I, I've got at least two I want to watch after watching Burning. Um, the movie stars, names I'm going to butcher, uh, Yu Ah-In, Stephen Yun, who I do know I'm saying that one right, um, Jean Jung-Sao, and Kim Soo-Kyung. Apologies if I have completely butchered those names. I actually think that's all we need to read though, because there's not a lot of characters at oh, least oh,
0: cast.
1: Yeah. Um there's a few others that are just there, but mostly they don't talk. Like the other characters in the movie are mostly just like set dressings, um, which I think is also telling of part of the story. Uh but the synopsis is Jiangsu bumps into a girl who used to live in the same neighborhood who asks him to look after her cat while she's on a trip to Africa. Uh, when back, she introduces Ben, a mysterious guy she met there while on well, in the airport, um, who eventually, to uh soo confesses a secret hobby. Um, it has a 90 Metascore, which is super high, a 7.5 IMDb user rating. And um, as noted, uh, we I, I bought this... Uh, on Voodoo a while back, and I've been meaning to watch it, and I just hadn't. And so when we made this series of subs not dubs, I started looking at what do I own that is, uh is non-English, and this was a movie that has again been high on my my list. Um, so I finally watched it. Uh, I watched it this weekend, and it's it's one of those movies that I have not been able to stop thinking about the ending um, and pondering uh, exactly what. <laughs> it's supposed to be and so we're not going to spoil yet or anything i'm just saying like it's a movie that i i can't stop thinking about i i thought uh the performances were f- amazing especially Stephen young i thought he was so uh so interesting and he's just such a nuanced actor like he's just he doesn't do a lot but like these little movements and a little facial twitch or a That's little coming. yawn it says so much about what's going on with this guy and um i really thought this movie was gorgeous. Uh, There's some great cinematography, some really interesting stuff uh, happens in the film and the way the plot unfolds. um, A lot of questions are asked and then someone answered. Like that's the thing. Like the questions are answered, but not definitively, but there's like, there's stuff there that you can decide what you think things mean, but you will not be told if you're right or wrong. Um, which is part of the reason why I haven't been able to stop thinking about it. Because I'm like, man, I really want to know. But I I loved it. I thought it was just an excellent piece of cinema. Um, Corey, I'm curious, what were your thoughts on Burning?
0: Um, I really enjoyed it. I feel like this is a movie I would need to see a second time. Um, Yeah. After having the whole thing and then being able to pick up on things that I might have missed throughout. Cause it's like a two and a half hour movie. I was kind of yeah. nervous about that, but and for the record, I don't always mind a long movie. And I really some of my favorite movies are slow burns, Um so I'm not always like anti. And I didn't feel like this movie had anything that needed to be cut from it, like time wise. I really. Yeah enjoyed everything that they showed us. I have a lot of questions.
1: I can understand that. Um the, the movie definitely leaves a lot uh open for interpretation. Um
0: And I think uh, like it's hard to not think about other movies and what uh hap- has happened in other movies that you've seen when you like think about this movie as a whole, you know, and some of those questions that you're left with, and I caught myself like veering all over the place. Well, is it this? Well, is it this? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I guess that's a good thriller or, you know, and also going into this movie, when I read the synopsis, it sounded like it was a rom, like a romance. It didn't, the way that it was sold to me was not the movie that I got. And I'm not complaining because when I read the synopsis, I was a little nervous if I was going to like it or not.
1: Hmm. I mean, are you saying you don't like romances?
0: Well, they don't always, it's not something that I would like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm not like, oh, I can't wait to watch this love story, you know. I love love, but it needs to be mixed with another genre, I guess.
1: Well, um, we, listener, we both are saying yes to this movie, but we definitely need to talk about this movie in much more detail. So, Corey, you muted your microphone Corey,
0: I don't know how I do that all the time on accident. <laughs> I'm fired. Um, from here on out, we're going to talk about Burning from 2018. In great detail, you have been warned. Isn't there a horror? There's a horror movie called The Burning. And I'm pretty sure I watched that, and I didn't really understand why it has a cult following. Don't throw rocks at me.
1: Um, That's why
0: I felt we There is one it
1: from, it. like, 81 called The Dave, Burning. it that- again. Yeah. Yeah, we don't I don't know, we often don't love the cult followed uh horror films. Not always. There's obviously some that we do like, but yeah, it doesn't look good. Um like looking at the pictures, but let's let's stay with just burning. No the uh and um so here's my thing. Uh the the love interest um Hi me. I think that's how you say it. Hi me. Um, or maybe Hey me. Um he, so jong Su is is very introverted. She is very forward. Um there's so there's so much in this movie that I love. I love all these little like uh breadcrumbs that are dropped throughout the film. Um and it's important uh, I just I like to always reiterate this to my students and I i admit, no way do I mean anything to be condescension um, to anybody else uh, listeners or, or to you, Corey, but in theory, if a filmmaker puts something in the movie, there's a reason for it, right? Like there's no, everything that we're seeing here is a decision. Someone has inc- written it. Someone has decided to leave it in, in the actual movie. Like you said, this movie's two and a half hours. They could have cut things out, but they didn't. So they've intentionally left things. So, yeah. I,
0: I would just like to say, really quick, in response to that, I think that sometimes when you're watching a movie, like it's hard to notice every single thing that's being put in front of us. Sometimes, if it's wrapped up neatly at the end, you'll be like, oh, yeah. And you can pick out all these moments that maybe didn't make sense or that you weren't really counting on paying off, I guess, later it's just what i have to say but sorry
1: yeah no uh for sure but and and some movies don't seem like and that's often a complaint if like a movie has something in it where you're like well th- what well, this was no purpose this has no function it's a problem usually this movie does so many little things that i think you could overlook but if you go back to um i think it, it, there's a lot of meaning like so Jaime vanishes uh, kind of not in a, a necessarily a mysterious way but she's gone like he her phone's disconnected uh and and jangsu who has fallen madly in love with her because he had sex with her once and that was all it took um
0: i think also it could be some of that you know like isolation not a lot of people well, he's out,
1: introverted like, i mean uh, but legitimately yeah. he's introverted this it, it's not it's it. it's implied that the only reason he even has this connection with her is because of her like she reached out to him she yeah. was like oh, you remember me um, I I question if they even actually knew each other for a minute. Like it is confirmed because we meet her mother and sister, and they know him, but he yeah. seems often like completely unsure of who she is. And then there's comments like she makes about like her, her old house. So there was a well. The sister and the mom say there was no well. She says she fell down that well, and she's they a liar. Never happened. Yeah, they say she's a liar. Now she's gone missing. But we also have Ben, and Ben. Uh, the the thing that Ben does, his hobby, he tells us that every couple of months he finds an abandoned greenhouse and he burns it down. <sighs> Hence the name of the movie. What? Uh, that was a big side query. I want to know why. What? What? What is it? Uh, that's bringing that about.
0: Uh, so guys, I don't know. Sometimes. I feel like I might come off sounding pretty ignorant about this because I, I read, I read, and I'm trying to read more. But I don't always pick up on stuff necessarily in books and things uh, such as metaphors. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And earlier in the film, as he keeps talking about barn burning or greenhouse burnings, and he just keeps talking about it and talking about it and talking about it. I like went back to when all three of them were in Ben's very expensive condo or whatever it is. And he says something about a metaphor and uh-huh. she says, What's a metaphor? And she's like, Well, I think you should ask uh Jong Su. And then because Zhang Su wants to be a writer. So I just very bad feelings. I think that Ben is such a good villain yes
1: well a couple of things i think to add to that you're alluding to the fact that when ben says greenhouses he doesn't mean greenhouses and when he says burning down he doesn't mean burning down necessarily um although i guess he could be disposing of the bodies that way but i i think greenhouses represent women um maybe even like abandoned in the sense that like they're they're not gonna have children they're not gonna have they don't have connections they don't have families um, Sorry,
0: because he does say that later. She doesn't does. have any friends. She doesn't have any family. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like.
1: And then you couple that with his box of girls jewelry that later has her watch in it. That's in the in the bathroom that Jiangsu sees twice. Uh, serial killers often keep mementos. That is, you know, long since been established, at least cinematically. Um, you know, every serial killer movie, the, the oh, killer crime. has some mementos. And that's true crime. Yeah. But so you have all of that, uh, yet the movie never confirms that no. Ben is talking about people, it is up for us to decide. Now, Jong Su definitely is convinced that Ben has done something that he then stabs Ben, which was the big shock at the end. I did not see coming was that Jong Su was going to like snap and kill him, um, especially the way he kills him because he is it is not planned, it's a little planned because he has kerosene. Cause, also noted that Ben says, like, I just throw a little kerosene and it lights it up. So he has that. He throws it on him. He sets him on fire. He's naked because he got blood all over him because he's, it's a violent stabbing. Um, but we never get confirmation. We don't even know what happens to Jong-Soo. Does he get away with it? Does he get caught? You know, it seems likely he's going to get caught because he, he, he had... Oh my no God. plan. Like he's in the middle of like a, like a highway. Like
0: footprints, tire crack marks. You threw up, so there's some DNA. Yeah, like, none
1: of. And then again, he did throw all of his clothes into the uh, fire the car. And yes, it's on fire. But like, yeah, who knows what happens once he leaves? Uh, assuming he actually goes far. I mean, he might kill himself. Who knows? Because he's he's lost it at that
0: point. And it's like so. Then my mind is like going all over the place. It's going all over the place. It's like dominoes. So I'm like, he's already looked in that drawer. And I know that it's like set up in the movie that he meets her or, you know, is reintroduced to her. She makes, she sets it up so that he wins the watch. She pretty much asks him for the watch and it's like set up and stuff. But then I'm like thinking the whole time. I'm like, what if he's like imagining all of this? What if, what if it's all Jong-Soo? And maybe he saw the watch in the drawer earlier when he was there, but there's no other reason for him to be in Ben's apartment without her. But I just feel like it's a really weird relationship dynamic because she sleeps with Jong-Soo before she goes on the trip. And then she comes back and there's Ben and she supposedly met him in Africa, but they live in the same town pretty much. And all of a sudden she's spending all of her time with Ben, but she wants Zhang Su to be there. Like.
1: Well, what? Okay. So just sorry. to clarify a couple of things. No, no. Um, so Ben, she meets Ben at the airport, but she meets, she meets him at the airport that they are, they're delayed because there's an attack. So like she didn't meet him on the mission trip. Yeah. i waiting. But I think it's the reason why it's not that odd that they are going to the same places because they met at the terminal where they would be leaving to go to the same place so like it's like we're on the same plane to go to the same place so yes that part does make sense um but again if you read it on the synopsis it says she meets him on the trip to africa she meets him on the way home which which is delayed delayed, because of an attack yeah so like it's that time they're spent together Mm. they become quick friends and of course he i think we're supposed to believe is a sociopath and is planning his next victim. He's like, Oh, you have no fr- family connections. Eh? Um, and I think he's thrown when Jiangsu shows up at first, because he's like, Oh wait, who's this guy? You know? Um, but, uh, and I think there's little things that to me, make me think sociopath, um, both times that, uh, John's was hanging out with Ben and his friends first time with Jaime. And then later he just ends up there because he was downstairs, like stalking the guy. Um, Ben yawns when the girl is telling like the big story, like Jaime's doing the dance and everyone's like watching her do the dance and they're clapping and Ben's just sitting there and you see him yawn. And then that same mannerisms repeated later. Like he ha- like he's pretending to be sociable and that's like all of his friends, they don't feel like real people. They feel like set dressings, right? Like I have to present I- that I am a normal person. So I have these people I keep close to me. I have this apartment that I keep spotless. I have, all of these things that present as functional, but in reality, I'm a sociopath. That's the vibe that Ben gives me. But everything that John Sue has as evidence is very circumstantial, like the watch. And most importantly, the cat. Um, the, the cat's name is Boyle. Mm-hmm. Um, we never see the cat. He's the cat sitting for like two, three weeks. And the only evidence that there is a cat is a litter box of poop
0: and that the food seems to be gone. But yes. as a person who has had cats all her life and now I have four, cats don't generally change. I'm assuming probably all animals. Um cats don't change their personalities like that quickly. Like two of my cats are afraid anytime that we have any you know company come over and they stay hidden for Days with them being here all the time, you know what I mean. So it didn't mm-hmm. make sense to me that this cat would hide from him the whole time she's on the trip, and then all of a sudden, you know, you say its name and it comes right to you.
1: And even more,
0: like, saying a word
1: a sh- and a cat coming to you is not inherently that the cat is responding to your name. the The name, you know, what I'm saying, like, yeah, I'm like, yes, it seems like it. Cats are a holes, guys. But yeah, just saying a word like his like boil, and the cat doesn't immediately come but does come to him. But like you said, that cat has avoided him for a we while now. It. We never, he never saw it. And so there's no way to know, but that's, what's so great about this movie is all of the evidence is there for you to see it as coincidence or as evidence. Like you can just say, Oh, this is all just, you know, circumspect and junk. you shouldn't kill the guy. Cause there's not enough here to say Jaime is actually dead. I mean, if this, this movie were less than, we would either find out for sure Jaime was dead, like Ben would say it, like he got me or something, right? And that would, like, we'd get confirmation. Or, like, right after he stabbed Ben, like his phone would ring and it's Jaime, like, hey, sorry, I needed some time alone, right? Like, we we would have gotten confirmation. But instead, we're left with our own decisions. We have to decide are we like Jong Su? Do we jump to conclusions? This guy has to be evil. Or, are you a more rational person going, well,
0: like,
1: why would he say that I burn greenhouses? Like, why would he even if he's if unless he wants to get caught, but he doesn't seem like he wants to get caught. Um, He doesn't seem relieved when he's stabbed. He seems shocked like he would have never suspected Jiangsu could do even, something like that.
0: Even like when Jiangsu meets with him at the end and he's like, well, you told me to meet you here with ha- that you were going to bring Jaime. We were going to meet with Jaime like. I don't know. And we've already seen him go to a really desolate place in the movie. So I'm kind of surprised that he didn't ask John Jong Su to meet him in a more desolate place because we have at least one vehicle pass by them while he's stabbing him and burning his car. Like it's just so hard to see everything at face value with this movie.
1: Yeah, and I to me that's like I love that it uh wow. Um I read a one and a half star review on this movie on letterbox and I'm like, I'm shook that someone could watch this and think, Oh, it's not very good. um, Cause then like David Ehrlich's like five stars, uh, which is. Yeah.
0: Some, sometimes I feel like I need closure and I need more definites, but I don't feel like that in every movie. And in this movie, I think that that's fine. And I would not be mad to watch it again. And. You know what I mean? Like I've already said, I don't always need an answer, I guess. I mean, this is very w- well written as a person who hates writing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it just it, and it's so funny because he wants to be a writer. jong Su does.
1: Yeah. Which, I mean, I think all of that's relevant. I wish, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I feel
0: like there's so much set up.
1: I don't know much about Faulkner. I think I that's
0: who he's... <sighs> Ooh. I had to read I had to read as I lay dying in college and I hated it so much. Can I respect the way that he wrote this book? Can I respect that he did it? Yes. Did I hate it with every ounce of my being? I was like, how can that be your favorite author?
1: Well, uh, that's I'm I would be willing There's to a bet reason it's insight to either Jiangsu or um like maybe about paranoia i i don't know enough i i know nothing uh to be able to make that uh connection but given all the details oh. that the writer has uh put into this i'm like no no that that's important i just don't know enough about it to make that connection um
0: you know what hold on a second we need to stop for a moment
1: oh yes so I mean, probably not gonna stop but
0: i pretty i am pretty sure that i might have read the short story actually I think I did. Um, College was a long time ago, my friends, um, when I was taking these literature classes. William Faulkner has a short story called Barn Barn Burning. Burning. And I was like, is that what this this movie is based off of? I saw that it was based off of a story, Barn Burning, but I don't remember reading that it was Faulkner.
1: Well, so it says... Uh, The film is based, this is a Wikipedia article, so I, I, you know, who knows, but it says the film is based on a short story, Barn Burning, from The Elephant Vanishes by Haruki Murakami.
0: I didn't think it was Faulkner.
1: With elements inspired by William Faulkner's story of the same name. Um, So they both have a barn burning story, and I guess both are pulled. Um, And most likely, Faulkner is cited because he's maybe more known internationally.
0: Okay, movie. fair. Because I'm pretty sure that that short story, um, is a a son and a father that go around. Burning Barnes. Burning Barnes. I can't remember why. It's been a very long time, but just interesting. I feel like I would need to do more research. I think I would really need to take my time with this movie, and of course, watch it again.
1: <sighs> yeah, and well, and I just that's the
0: thing. So much
1: here exactly that's what i love about this there are so many layers here it's it's nuanced and there's enough here i think to be engaging and entertaining and the performances are so compelling um and there is a mystery right away like even when she just like grabs him i'm like what's the deal with this you know like why is she is this our story is this going to be like it doesn't feel like a rom-com because he doesn't feel like he's that interested at first and then um I think there's also a lot of com- commentary about like uh, obviously there's social class because Ben is like really, really wealthy and both uh Jaime and um soo are clearly not wealthy. Like they're they're struggling to get by. Um and then God we didn't get into like his father is going to jail for his uh irrational like he, he you know hurt somebody and like and whatnot. And so jung Su kind of jumping at conclusions I think is also maybe Symbolic of that side of it, like there's just there's a lot of options um to break this movie down and to see all these different pieces and um even if you remember uh when she takes him to his apartment for the first time, she talks about it, the sun only comes through the window like at a certain time, and it it seems to be when he's like about to climax that he sees the light coming through the window, like it's reflecting off of the big tower into the closet and he's like looking at it and then the next two times we see him in the apartment he's masturbating and he masturbates to the tower like he he's like looking at the tower and
0: one time he's on her bed
1: yes and at the end of the movie or at some point in the movie he like fantasizes her holding him and like doing it for him essentially um and she's not actually there because she's gone um yeah, you muted your mic again.
0: I just give up. Um, I, and that's why I was like, "Is he just making her up? Is yeah. everything else he's just imagined going into the restaurant and seeing her family and, you know, her coming to his house and him going to her apartment? I feel like they, she's really set up as this energetic." of chaotic person and like fly by the seat of your pants kind of you know what i mean she seems very free-spirited and everything and then it's just so eerie because we see how disheveled and she has shoes shoved in the cabinets of the kitchen area of her studio apartment you know her whole apartment is just messy and chaos and then when he comes back and he's let back in to try to feed the cat, and it's just like absolutely sparkling clean. Everything is in its place, and it feels like Ben came in there to clean up.
1: Yeah, that that's the implication, right? Even why he has the why Sue thinks that Boyle is the cat, um, because mm-hmm. he came and like cleaned up the apartment, and he he has enough money where he probably keep it rented so no one else is there and no one suspects.
0: I didn't even think about that because Bill's like. If she's gone, how is this apartment still hers?
1: Because, well, the the not the landlady, but I guess maybe like the, the supervisor or whatever, the woman that lives downstairs uh, has a key. Uh, she's like, she's just on vacation or something. And like, we know she can't afford a vacation, but other people don't know everyone's affairs. You know, we
0: don't. And she just got back from one.
1: Yeah. all For all, you know, she knows that she's just left the apartment. As long as the rent's paid, why do they care? And that's what I'm saying. The dude's probably got no no problem paying for the rent. You know, he's just. I didn't even think about that.
0: And it'll keep people off of his case, except for jong Su for a long time.
1: And he wasn't worried about Jiangsu, which I think is also maybe that class struggle too. Like the rich isn't worried about you know that uh, the arrogance, right? When you're high up top, you don't think that you could ever fall down, kind of thing. You know.
0: I I thought so. Like we hear about things. But I always think it's so interesting when we see them in a movie and it's like just a natural occurrence, like it's their everyday life. Like we keep hearing somebody over our loudspeaker, and then later Ben asks about it and um Jaime and Jong Su tell him that oh, that's all North Korea. That's the North Korean mm-hmm. propaganda. I just yes. thought that was such an interesting, you know, detail that they didn't have to throw in.
1: Yeah, not at all, and I I agree. I think it's a really cool little part. Um, you know, because he's not from there. He's from even like when they go to the restaurant, and you know, she wants uh, um, a um tripe, soup? Tri, tripe stew, tripe tripe stew um tripe tripe stew and uh ben looks almost disgusted by it but he's like fine if that's what you want we'll go get it but like it's clearly not like a dish that is well regarded as much like it's it's eaten a lot like but from his stance from like his social status it's not fancy you know but he did take her to like his fancy place this is the place that if we're gonna get it we're gonna get it from here um which she'd never been to see there's a lot of like little class things built into the the movie as well
0: and there is a lot um of that from Jong Su's part too. Like, I think that there's a lot of conflict with him um seeing how much time Jaime is spending with Ben and it obviously I feel like makes him question himself. Um, because he's like, Well, how old is he? And what does he, I think, what does he do for a living and how does he have all this money? And she's like, I think he's six or seven years older than you. I just feel like there's a lot, you know?
1: Yeah, I agree. I think the movie has, uh is definitely got rewatchability. I also, I really do want to emphasize. I thought it was super entertaining. Like it's two and a half hours, like you said, but it was like, it was moving. Like I was like, okay, what's next? What's going on now? What's happening here? Why is this happening? Like, I was very compelled by the movie. Um, even though it's not like an action-packed movie, and there's this, even a, I would say, a sense of like melodrama. Um, and it's it has moments of quiet, and and a lot of a lot of the movies pretty silent. You know, it's just sitting with Jiangsu with him exploring things, looking at all the greenhouses, trying to figure out which greenhouse could he have possibly have burned. Um, That's,
0: I found that kind of fascinating too. That he like was so into that it's kind of like he knew that he wasn't really talking about greenhouse burning greenhouses because he was he was like it's some something very close to you very very close and -hmm. then he like starts going every day to check all these greenhouses and stuff so
1: yeah and i think part of that too is um that maybe like he's hoping ben's a liar like why would why would he tell me this you know like uh like, trying yeah. to catch him in a lie. Like, this guy's full of crap, you know?
0: Really weird that you told him that, but...
1: I think it was to mess with him. I think he took a, yeah. a lot of joy in just, like, kind of torturing him. Um,
0: because which is he to- messed up. told him that after Jong-Soo told him that he's in love with her. Yep. I'm pretty, pretty sure. Life.
1: You shouldn't... Uh, You shouldn't love her, because she's not going to be around this life. Um, yeah, I i I think this is a it is a masterpiece um it's I, I really wanna watch some of his other films um there's one uh Sean really recommends called oasis um that I wanna Sean? check out uh big big tuna sorry
0: okay i didn't know if I heard you say Sean because it was coughing and dying out of time.
1: Mm. well, please don't do that, but um yeah, Oasis is available on canopy, so I'm gonna try to rent that uh when mm-hmm. I have time to sit and watch it but. Nice. It's not quite as long as this movie, but um, is there anything else you want to mention before we wrap up?
0: No, I kind of loved it.
1: Yep, I, I, it's one of those movies where I, I wasn't sure uh going in how much it would click, and then once I was watching, I'm like, yeah, this is pretty undeniable. That's why I'm I'm shocked to see like a one and a half star rating on Letterbox from someone I don't know personally, but I've seen a lot of like we watch a lot of the same stuff, so I see their reviews a lot, and I'm just like, really, one and Did a half stars? Like... same movie yeah like and again it's each their own but like i'm like watching this like i can't stop thinking i'm still pro- i mean i've seen this once and i'm like reciting most of the film because it just it pulled me in like there was no you know sometimes it's hard to like give 100 percent of my attention to a movie and other times a movie just grabs my attention it doesn't give me a choice it's like you're gonna watch me I'm like yes I, yes movie i'm gonna do that i
0: do want to say this. So, I love Stephen Yeun as Glenn. He was my favorite character in The Walking Dead. And then I've watched a couple of other movies with him, a couple of movies with him in it. And I really liked seeing him in this kind of role because oh my god, he's so creepy. Like, not outwardly creepy, but like, you know?
1: It's not what, uh, you know, Glenn's such a, like, nerd and good good boy and then um in Minari he's not he's not the same as Glenn but he's not this you know he's a, he's trying really hard to make a living and you wouldn't expect him to be able to pull this off so well where he's he's both like super charming which that part makes sense cuz he's he it's won the over almost part. everybody as Glenn Oh um, yeah but um He's so, he's so good in this. And I just, I, I really, I want to see him in more stuff. I've seen a lot of his movies though. Um, and he has done some, the unfortunate thing is he's probably not been offered a lot of opportunities to do movies um, that are good. So he's taken some movies that are, are less than and, and from America films. Um, I can't think of the one that's like, uh, there were two Belko experiment and then his movie that, Oh, like,
0: he was an, Ak- Ak- was it? Oh, he was he in Mayhem. I like, and Mayhem.
1: My um, Origins? Was Mayhem the movie I was thinking? Mayhem might be the movie I was thinking. Yeah, Mayhem was the movie I was thinking. I I don't dislike him in that. I just don't think the movie's very good. Um uh I I, him and Samara Weaving who I'm a big fan of. Um I might need to revisit that. Maybe I was in a not in the right think, headspace for it.
0: I think it's fun for what it is. It's, you know,
1: but um yeah, and see, he hasn't done that many movies. Akja, I, I won't count because that is, uh, while it is an American film, it is Bong Joon-ho, so it's a Korean filmmaker. Um, and then Minari uh, is a Korean filmmaker, I believe, as well. Um, and then, uh, guess what? Um, Burning, Korean filmmaker. And again, not a criticism. I love that he's getting to work. I have not seen The Humans, which came out uh, last year and is a Showtime original. I've heard good things about that. And it looks like he's, in, I forgot he's in uh, Jordan Peele's Nope this year. So very excited to see oh, him in that
0: dude. I cannot wait to see that
1: on oh, me either. I am so hyped for Nope. Um, so I'm hoping he's going to keep getting more work. Uh, I think he's tremendous. <gasps> oh, um,
0: I wanted to see the humans. That's the one with Richard Jenkins. Yeah.
1: yeah I, I, it's been on my radar for a while. I just have not gotten to it. Um, I feel like it might be a 24. Yeah, it is, but it's on showtime. Um, but yeah, I, I need to check that one out. Um, because it's also uh, there's somebody else good in it. I feel like oh, yeah, I should... uh, Beanie Feldstein and Amy Schumer not that. It was I think the thing that knocked me off of it. Like crap, Amy Oh yeah,
0: but everybody else.
1: Yeah, Beanie Feldstein, Richard Jenkins, Stephen Young. I'm I'm pretty on on for those guys. Yeah, I'll try to get to that one soon. But uh, that's our episode, folks. That's our review of Burning. Um, I think it's pretty clear that both Corey and I say it's a must see film. 100. So that concludes the Subs Not dub series. Uh, in between series, starting with uh, next week, or next episode, sorry, two weeks from now, um, we're going to do a palette cleanser episode where we just take a break from series. So the next, uh, when these palette cleanser episodes happen, it'll either be uh, a, a theme we've used before called Mitten Box, which is something we own but have not seen, or we'll do now streaming. So something on a streaming service that we subscribe to that we have not seen That's always kind of the catch up movie club, which I didn't say at the top of the episode, but apologies. Um, so next week we're going to do a mint in box episode and Corey's picking and she's picked being there from 1979 a movie that Corey has on the criterion collection. Um, and I have digitally, cause you can get it on voodoo or Amazon, like anywhere you can buy a VOD kind of thing. Um, it's not streaming with a subscription anywhere right now, but uh, you can rent it for pretty cheap if you don't want to buy the Criterion. Um, so Corey will be watching the Criterion disc. I'll be watching it on Voodoo. Uh, the synopsis, it's directed by Hal Ashby, first of all, and it's a simple-minded gardener named Chance has spent all his life in the Washington, D.C. Uh, house of an Old Man. Sorry, there was a, I was wondering why there was a the in front of Washington, D.C. Uh, when the man dies, Chance is put out on the street with no knowledge of the world except what he has learned from television. Um, it stars Peter Sellers, Shirley MacLaine, uh, Melvin Douglas. Um, this could be one of those things where we uh, love it, as uh, you know, uh, many of our Criterion things have been. And it could be one of those times where <clears throat> it doesn't click for us. But who knows? Uh, this will be our palate-cleansing episode before we get into our next series. Uh, we'll announce the next series um, on that episode. So if you're wanting to stay up on what we're going to be watching Check back in uh two weeks. Listen to our Being There episode, and then we'll tell you what's up next. Um in the meantime, you can follow us on social media. I am at Burke Reviews and Corey.
0: At Corey R star 2 end
1: And if you like what we're doing here at Burke Reviews Movie Club, we ask that you take a minute of your time and give us that five star review on whatever podcast catcher you are using to listen. Um and until next time, we say keep watching movies.
0: Hey, this is Matt from What I Watch Tonight. Come join me in the back row for movie discussion, retrospective episodes with guests, director focus shows, end-of-year rankings, start-of-the-year predictions, and much, much more. There's more going on in the back row than you might think.
1: This has been a Berk Reviews podcast.
0: BerkReviews.com